You know you're created for more. Now let's do something about it. Welcome to Project You, the space for you to embrace the I can, I will philosophy. And finally, start making progress towards your goals, your dreams, and your desires. Be kind, supportive, and remember every day that the blueprint for you is within. I'm Cami Craig. Today, let's work on Project You. Hey, hey, you guys. Welcome to Project You with Cami Craig. Well, I'm here today in a position that I truly believe is so real, yet unreal. Thought it was impossible because it was such a big idea and it was such a big thought, yet sitting and, and, and living in the, in the space that I am today, the possibilities are endless if you continue to believe. And like I said, when we believe something or we think of something and we have an idea of something and we think of it so extravagant, it's so far away. Just like I say with my clients, if they want to lose 50 pounds, 40 pounds, 20 pounds, 10 pounds, that's a lot as, as a lump sum, right? But when we break it down and go the opposite way and we learn how to prepare, we learn, we learn that we're preparing ourselves um, and the universe and the people around us, our support group, our environment, to be a part of this journey, to be a special part of this journey, then, then we commit. We commit stronger. And we just don't give up. Or there's the ones that give up. There's the ones that believe that it didn't happen quick enough. They believe that the universe was against them. They were unlucky, unfortunate, all the things. But really... That's a, that's a position where the finger's got to point to self and did we do all the things? Did we stay patient? Did we prepare? Did we manifest? Did we get ready? Did we prepare the universe to be ready by declaring it and owning it and becoming it and never giving up on it every single day? You know, those are the questions that we have to ask ourselves when we have these huge, almost outlandish ideas and thoughts and desires of the hearts. And sometimes they become so overwhelming for someone that was, you know, grew up in not so much of a financial stable family or grew up in a not so much emotional supportive family. Um, you know, there's all the different stories that we can grow up in, you know, but it really lays into the, into the human and into the individual on what the outcome is because of their choices because of their beliefs, because of their manifestations, because of their uh, perseverance, because of their grit. You know, and so I'm gonna share a story today. I'm gonna share one of the coolest stories that I, I knew that was so cool, but I didn't know it was gonna be this cool as, as the layers unravel and as the gift is being opened right now. I need to say this out of the gate that the secret to manifesting what you want is to get in alignment with what you want, to feel as though it's already here, to feel as though it's already yours, to feel as though it has already happened. You guys have heard this before that have listened to the other podcasts, uh, but I am a legacy ambassador for Lululemon. And at the time I was a, I was a current ambassador for Lululemon years ago. And I got the opportunity to meet the CEO of the company, and we we're all there in Whistler, Canada, um, having this conference and this um, 
just amazing time with all the ambassadors. But this this one time, the you know when we were together and we were talking about our goals and writing down our goals and putting everything on paper and declaring it, owning it, uh, that was what I left with. That was what the CEO of Lululemon, a yoga a yoga pant you know company, um, was so much more than a yoga pant company. It was it was a space and a place where I learned so much about me because they believed in the timeline of goals setting. They believed in writing it down. They believed in in manifestations and prayer. They believed in branding what you want in your life and watching that unfold because they are the desires of your heart. They believe that your support system should know all of these things because the more that you can put it out there, the more that you're owning it and, and preparing for it, you know, because, because you're actually putting it out there in the universe. And this is something just by law of attraction that's going to come back to you. So I learned at that conference, um, that if I speak poorly about my goals, then my goals are probably not going to be obtained. They're not going to be accomplished because I, I don't have the mindset. And if I don't have the mindset, then I'm not being fully equipped for these situations. I'm not ready yet. And I believe that God prepares me and prepares you in that way as well. Um, meaning meaning if, if I keep denying you know, the test that he's giving, and keep failing, then I'm not going to be given what truly the desires of my hearts are. My heart is because I'm not equipped yet. I'm not ready yet. And quite frankly, as I sit here right now, there's a couple answers that were just uh, questions that were answered just now by saying that. I was not ready to follow through with what I'm about to tell you because of my mindset that I was in at that time. I know without a shadow of a doubt, I would, would not have been as present as I will be. I would not have adored it and admired it and, and loved it as much as I, I would have um, now uh, because of my mindset and because of the lack of tools that I had, the lack of mental health that I had, and I needed to go through the test. I need to go through the, through the trials and tribulations to get to where I am today. And, 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 and I'll tell you right now that what you believe, what you feel, what is inside of your gut is worth manifesting. It's worth praying about and it's worth declaring. You know, the, when I was in, when I was in Whistler, we had to write down that there was no constraints, no money, no time, no boyfriend, no kids, no nothing was going to hold you back. This goal that you're writing down, one-year goal, three-year goal, five-year goal, 10-year goal, are all going to happen because you believe in it so much that it has already happened. You're declaring it. You're owning it. You're becoming it. You are it every single day because you're working in some way to get there every single day. And it might not be extravagant, but the small and steady moments of, of victories are going to present the huge victory in time and 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 that is what has happened manifesting tip for you is if you believe it before you see it you are on your way right now and 
this is my time where I can share my story. And I thank you so much for being a part of this very, very, very intimate time in my life. Very. I, I know that there's thousands of people listening to this podcast. And I know that by the grace of God, this has happened. I know by the fact that I believed what I was doing, why I was doing it, and not really knowing why I was doing it, but what I was feeling inside my gut and the intuitive thoughts were for real, that I never let this desire of my heart go. And it may seem silly to some, uh, but everyone has their own story. Everyone has their own journey. And the most beautiful story, the most romantic story is yours. So I, 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 I speak with intent right now, and this intention is to hopefully fire you up <laughs> to manifest the desire of your heart with intention to see it come true. Because there is no restrictions. There is nothing holding you back. There is nothing holding this back. You are declaring it. You are owning it. And you will become it every single day. Because you believe it before you see it. So back when I was in fifth grade. Which was um, a thousand years ago. No, I'm kidding. I, um, I was in fifth grade with Miss McKinley. And it was his history class. Uh, social studies, sorry. And this was my favorite class, by the way. And I still am a history buff to this day. I love researching. I love knowing. I love, I love um, the feeling, you know, that I get um, when, I'm, when I'm among history. Hence to why I love Virginia City so much. If anyone comes to Reno and they've never been to Reno, my first thing that I, I, I share with them is Virginia City every single time. I'd rather go to VC than Tahoe. Um, and maybe that's a little selfish, but the history that lays uh, in that town is, is, is pretty profound. And I've done a lot of research and whatnot, but just to give you where I'm coming from, I love history. And so when Miss McKinley was, when she said, um, when she said, what did she say? Oh, okay, we're going to do report. And everyone gets to pick their own country and this report's going to be X amount of pages. It's going to be do this, you know, on this date. And you're going to have to use resources and references and all the things, okay? We had all the rules. And I ran home and told my mom, I'm so excited. But I'm actually kind of in, in wonder of what country I'm going to do as well. Um, and so I go home, I tell my mom, and my mom was like, Oh my gosh, this is a wonderful opportunity for you because of our dear friends, which is her real good friend, Val. And her father is a professional singer over in Brussels, which is um, in, in the country of Belgium. So anyways, I, I, I remember um, this like it was yesterday. And she goes, you know, because of your teacher asking for all these references and getting a lot of collateral, you know, things to, to show for, from this country, I think that Belgium might be it. And she goes, and on top of it, I know that we, you know, she didn't know exactly what countries we were from, but she knew that Switzerland and, and the Western European uh, countries were more of where our heritage came from. And so I was like, 
I'm, I'm in, I'm a hundred percent in and knowing Val and, and how much I loved her and how much I loved, you know, listening to her speak about her father and all I was, I was ready for this. So long story short, I do the report on Belgium and I get all of these, these, um, actual pieces from Belgium sent over from his home in Brussels to Reno, Nevada. He sent waffles, he sent chocolate, he sent pamphlets, he sent flyers, he sent his, um, I remember this uh, flyer that he had for his um, music gigs, like he sent a lot of things, okay? And so I had this presentation, not only for sight, but through taste, because I had all this um, chocolate and waffles for everyone as well, you know? So um, I, I, I dug deep. And I was so flattered by the fact that this man, professional singer, um, gave time and space for me that there was nothing more that I wanted to do to learn where, what this country is all about. And little did I know that Belgium is a very, very rich, let me just say, in with history and cultural associations. Um, from the gothic, you know, demeanor that we know from the medieval times um, to the very big commercial cities to the very, very small superpower castle-dominated towns on steep, steep, bluffed, winded rivers. Um, there's, there's tons of traditions there through their art, their painting, um, their music. And, and this was something that I, I really catered to and, and, and loved researching because for whatever reason, I've been attached to castles since my mom said, since I came out. And I think every girl has that little, you know, cute little princess thing in her, even though that I was a complete tomboy, there was something very feminine inside of me as a young woman that I didn't allow to come out of me until, um, my recent years now that we've been doing this podcast, the project you, my feminine side has been extracted or was put away on the shelf for many years because I had to play the dominant role. I was there to support. I was there to provide. I was there to nurture. I was there to do all the things. And it was hard. You know, so the feminine, um, the femininity of me was, was there as a young girl. Then I started turning tomboy, you know. But there was a deep, deep, deep desire for those castles. There was a deep embedded um, um, thing inside of me that wanted to explore and them and wanted to just put my feet on, on, on the steps and whether that meant they're the steepest step steps or the widest steps or the biggest steps. And then going up to those steps, I, 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 I remember seeing the paintings and the pictures of the doors, you know, so thick and so rugged and so rich and so rustic. Um, so historical and and then I you know this is my thoughts back even as a young girl but um thinking of you know the battlegrounds and 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 then thinking of the wars and thinking of what different countries would go through to get the independence and to get the freedom and 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 to become a populated area you know um that was that was intriguing to me even back then, you know, so, so when, 
when I'm like thinking of Belgium, I, I, I not only was thinking about, you know, the history of it and, and the cool thoughts that I was having about the castles and the medieval times and the Renaissance. Uh, but I was thinking about the, the lands around Belgium and the neighbors that were side by side to them and, and thinking of what was happening over there. And, and being from America, we're, we're very privileged and we're, we have it all and we have the freedom and we have the independence. And we, of course we went through everything to get where we were as a country. But at that time I realized that there was, there was more life out there and that more life out there was where, you know, our family was from and where, where my ancestors had, had laid their feet on. And, and that seems pretty intriguing, right? To, to know, you know, what they went through. And, you know, I just read uh, something the other day about about the people that die in our lives and the people that w- were part of our, you know, family and, and, and walk of life. And even if we don't know them, to keep them um, living and, and to keep this thought alive, you have to you have to know about them. You have to think about them. You have to take one of, one of the greatest things from them and, and allow that to be a part of your life and allow that to be part of your truth every single day to keep their spirit alive, you know? And so to have the opportunity to go over to the land of where, you know, my family started was, was always like mind blowing to me. And for other people I talk to, they're like, they don't, they don't care. Other people I talk to, they care so much just like me. And this is truly something that I'm like, yeah, I could totally dig this. This was, these were thoughts at a very young age talking to my mother. So knowing that we're very close to the Netherlands, um, which is up north, Germany is to the east, France is to the south, uh, Belgium's right there. And I was, was beyond emotionally attached to this country so attached that I saw myself getting there one day and being immersed into the 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 environment being immersed into the temperatures being immersed into the climate let me say that Uh, being immersed into the plant life and the animal life I thought of myself being immersed into the ethnic groups and the languages. And I don't know if you guys know anything about Belgium, but um, there's three communities there that that have all different um, languages. You know, so you're looking at Dutch, you're looking at French, and you're you're looking at German language in different regions of Belgium. You know, and I and I saw myself being immersed in that. I saw myself. Um, really, really loving walking through the churches. And, and, and I know that Belgians are more Roman Catholics, but there's a huge dominance of Christianity over there. Right. And, and I know that stepping foot in a church, you know, in, in Virginia city, uh, all the way to New York, it, it's just nostalgic. And it's so it's so honoring and of, of course it's it's beautiful and there was a lot of thought put into it but for whatever reason you know when you get over you, you get your eyes over to the encyclopedia when you're in fifth grade 
everything looks so different than it looks in America. Everything looks so a little bit more artistic. Everything looks a little bit more intricate and a little bit more detailed. And that was, that settled really hard in my heart. And I'm like, I want to see this. I want to be a part of it. And, and Belgium was the spot. Um, I, I saw myself truly being immersed into the, in the land. I really did at, at, in fifth grade. I, I, I really saw myself walking on the land and feeling the happiness and the joy. And I remember feeling because of, because of the, um, at the time that I did my report, which is about the time that I'm about to go over there. Um, the, the best time to be over there is in the high sixties, low seventies. And, and so I imagined myself wearing a light jacket, a rain jacket, a light scarf, boots. This was in fifth grade. And then I go to Whistler, Canada and talking to these, all these different types of people uh, as Lululemon ambassadors, um, including the CEO of the company. And he keeps saying, visualize yourself there. What does it feel like? What does it smell like? Are the clouds up in the sky? Is it a clear sky? Is it a rainy day? That's when the manifestations start to get deep. You can smell the air. And quite frankly, I've never been there. But I manifested this so hard. I dug deep so hard. I did my report <laughs> very, very well. Um, I walked out of there with an A. And that A was so special to me because I actually lived it before I saw it. So as I share that part of the story, I had two kids that um, were Val's children that were my friends. And they weren't really friends with everyone else uh, because they were, they seemed more um, rambunctious. They seemed a little out of sorts. They seemed a little lost. Uh, but the Cami that is here, sitting here today was also the Cami um, that was very empathetic and sympathetic back then. And my mom told me I was to be friends with everyone. And of course she watched out for people, but, um, and let me know you are who you hang out with and all the things. But I, I wanted to be light in Bryce and Zach's life. And they just kept getting in trouble and doing all the things. Right. And, and, and I, and I remember saying, don't you ever want to go to Belgium and like see your grandpa and see your family and all the things he's like, yeah, of course I do. And, and I'm like, well, when are you going to go? And, and he's like, whenever I can. And this was in fifth grade. And, and then I was like, well, don't you want to go like when you're twenties and or thirties or maybe even forties? And he's like, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. And I'm like, well, I a hundred percent hands down want to be there no matter what between 30 and 40 years old. And he was like, what? And I'm like, yes, between 20, sorry, 30 and 40 years old. I want to be there. And I will be there. And he was like, okay, that's crazy that you're putting it out there like that and, and sharing an actual time. He's like, but I just know I'll get there. Well, to give you a little timeline of what happened in Bryce's life, he is currently in prison right now um, for doing 
too many bad things, which I won't get into. Um, but he's been in, in and out of prison since high school and um, just walked down that path and never got out and made those choices. His brother, Zach, which was three years, years younger, just died um, about two months ago. And I was talking to Val and I haven't talked to Val in 25 years. And Zach dies and I reach out and um, I'm just giving her my love you know, and giving her my, my empathy and uh, my sorrows for her heart. Um, but the point is, is that I'm talking to Val at this time, um, which was ironic because this is the time that I told Bryce, this is the time that I manifested when I was in fifth grade that I was going to go to Belgium and that I was going to explore and discover and to be a part of the land that, that I fell in love with. And for whatever reason, I fell in love with it for a reason. I just didn't know until I get to put my, my foot in that, on, the, on that land and be immersed in everything that I shared with you. Uh, but the second part of this story is timing. Timing is everything. And just because we manifest it doesn't mean that it gets to come now. It is by law of attraction. It is by making good choices. It is by the trials and tribulations and passing the test. And when you fail and fail and fail and fail and fail, like I did and finally passed, then the doors started opening and the flood started to, to um, shed itself, you know, over my life. And, and, and it's overwhelming because I, I, I see what was happening and I see what is happening. I feel what is happening. So with the desires in my heart uh, of being so passionate towards that, my boyfriend, as you guys know, um, his name is Dan Knapp. And Dan Knapp is, was um, a football player for ASU. And then not only was he a football player for ASU, but then he tapped into uh, the NFL. And then he went into the Canadian League. And then he came to CCF. So with that, um, and, and then, you know, being a part of Dan's life for the past year, in five months, I have said this over and over to him. I, I, my dream, and now that I know you, and I now that I know that we're together and that we're sharing this life with one another, I wish that I was able to see you play. Um, he's the most incredible human. Um, um, his character is so striking and so profound. And so is his ability. Uh, he is very useful. He's very resourceful. He is very strong um, and he's very athletic. And I love that. I love seeing that out of him. And I love to see the outcome out of him. So anyways, I had this desire and I, I shared with him that. And he shares with me all the photos and I get to talk to his friends about stories. And I just envision myself in his shoes and in, in the passion to get as close as I can to this story. So lo and behold, um, two weeks ago, he was asked to uh, be on the USA All-Star team with the US Federation of American Football. And they're gonna play the European team, which is Germany. And they have this whole, this whole, um, mini camp set up, they have their game set up, they have the, the media set up, they have everything set up, and this is going to be one of the biggest games um, over there. And he 
obviously said yes, which in return asked me if I could go. And this game's in Germany, Berlin, and the mini camp is in Hamburg. Brain health is no longer only for those who are suffering from major psychological disorders. For many, COVID-19 has amplified these issues. Maintaining and treating conditions such as anxiety, brain fog, and mood swings is as simple as a checkup with brain health restoration. Mert Brain Therapy at Brain Health Restoration is the most current brain technology on the market. Mert Brain Therapy maps and treats your brain by using non-invasive magnetic resonance therapy that optimizes brain function. You'll see immediately from the Brain Health Restoration readings the condition of your brain today. As you have these treatments, you start to see changes. The brain starts functioning in the way that it's supposed to. I'm not anxious anymore. I don't have depression. I sleep better. I have this sense of peace. Take control of your brain health today. Visit brainhealthrestoration.com. Use the code CAMI to get 10% off your first treatment. And so I 100% I, I said yes. And then after I said yes, I started to freak out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, how long am I going to be gone? Oh my gosh, what did I commit to? And I started to get antsy again because... My alpha side of me wants to control everything. It wants to be right where I'm at. It wants to not leave. It wants to um, not have as much fun as I desire to have fun because I can't because I have to provide and I have to protect and I have to do all the things. But what Dan has showed me is that that's not my role. I have a masculine containment um, as me being the pearl and him being the shell and me having the freedom to be whom I want to be but being secure and being safe with his shell of providing um, his protection and providing his uh, safety and providing his um, uh, his love for me. And as I as I submitted to this, uh, so so happily, and I I've seen this happiness in my life that I've never felt because I've always been on the defense, you know, and I've always been hard and I've always been protective and a shield up and all the things. And that's not the way to do this. And so as I'm, as I'm, you know, having all these thoughts, there's a real quick, right? I, I'm like, no, if we're there for two weeks, we're there for two weeks. And this is, this is going to be a trip of a lifetime. So almost in the same sentence I think of Germany and I and I immediately go back to my report and I'm like I remember Germany was the the country that was right next door to Belgium and then there was the Netherlands and then there was France and all this stuff started starting coming back up to me and then I started to second guess myself because it was so many years ago and then I pulled up my um, Google search and you know saw the map and everything and my heart just dropped we are going to be about eight hours away from brussels we're going to be about eight you know four hours away from belgium um different different uh cities and my heart dropped because i'm like i i, I literally just raised my hands and i said thank you god like now now i'm going to europe now I'm doing this. And then I went back to that conversation with Bryce. I said, between 30 and 40 years old, I will be over in Belgium. And on top of that, I'm going to see 
my boyfriend play football, which has been a dream of mine. And then on top of that, on October 6th of 2021, I turned 40. And I couldn't ask for a greater birthday gift. A greater birthday gift to watch my boyfriend play, to be in a country that I know so much about, but I know nothing about, (laughs) to be in the land and surrounding land of my ancestors, to literally watch a dream come true. And my butt will find all the castles in Hamburg to Berlin to then to Amsterdam to Brussels to Antwerp, like wherever I go, I will fulfill the desires of my heart. And this feels so good because because I've thought about this. I had an idea, I had a thought, and then I kept going with it and then I and, and then before I knew it I I was just immersed into it. And you guys my story is this. If you don't give up, you will find yourself in a place of success. And this has nothing to do with money. This has nothing to do with things. This has everything to do with the desires of the heart and the feeling and, and the gut and the intuition and heartfelt position, right? Here's the other side of the story. When I was with my ex-husband, I was with him for 15 years. From the very beginning, he told me about how he loved Spain so much, how he loved Barcelona so much, how he had been over there and it's so beautiful and, and the women are so beautiful, the people are so beautiful, the food is so good, the music is so good. Like he just shared the story, you know? And I really didn't know who I was talking to at the time. I just knew that This person loved this place so much, which was so close to Belgium. And quite frankly, I didn't really get to share my love for Belgium as much as he got to share his love for Barcelona because um, it quite frankly was more about him. And I just let it be about him, which was wrong too. But my point is, um, I, I, I never wanted to truly go over there with him and we could have created this opportunity we could have forced it we could have pushed it we could have booked it and I could have been like I want to go to Belgium I want to be standing next to a castle let's go for a 10-year anniversary let's try to rekindle our marriage let's do all the things you know but I remember all these text messages that I was getting with his girlfriend that he was with for two years. I remember the exchange of messages saying, if this doesn't work out now, I'll meet you in Spain. If this doesn't work out now, I'll meet you in Barcelona, wherever. Um, And you're the love of my life. And I can't wait to spend time over there with you and all the things. And that was in the middle of my marriage. And I'll never forget looking at those messages with, the most complete heartache and saying, I'm not worth it. He's not worth it. We're not worth it to go over there and to immerse ourselves into another land, into another country, into another block of history, into another um, um, cycle of plant life and, 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 and sea life and, and food. And I just didn't see that it was going to be 
honored by this human as much as it would have been even with just myself. And of course, I didn't see Dan in the equation. I didn't even know that this was going to be a thing. But I, I knew I could have forced it. And I knew that this was what I wanted to do. Even one of my girlfriends, um, my golden girls, she would say things to him like, get her over to Europe, get her to a castle. And she remembers vividly me speaking about my goals. Um, I think it was after I came back from Whistler and, and me speaking about the castles and speaking about Belgium and, and no one's really gotten the story that I shared with you. Um, but it was more, it was more vague. Like I did a reporter in Belgium and you know, on Belgium, da, 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 da. But, um, and she remembers and she remember pushing it. And for whatever reason, it didn't happen. It never happened. And it wasn't supposed to happen. You guys. As much as I wanted to happen, the universe, God, was taking its time because I know without a shadow of a doubt, if I went over there three years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, I would not embrace it, engage in it, be present with it as I will when I leave on Thursday. To Hamburg. I know that this is for a reason. It came up so organically. It was an invitation. We are going over there. We are we we are have all the plans ready. We have everything, all of our documents. Like it is it is happening. We prepared for this. And not only did we prepare for this for the past two weeks, but I've prepared for this nearly my whole life. I ask you that you dig deep and you go back. Go back so far when your inner child was speaking. That little girl knew what she wanted. I knew what I wanted and I kept I kept pushing away and I kept I kept running away and I kept being um, defiant. You know, and I did a lot of great things in my life. There's a lot of amazing accomplishments and amazing fails. But I praise God for every single day to get me to where I'm at today. My girlfriend said in Napa, um, we're all sitting at the table the other day. At Bottle Rock and Kirsten goes, this is so crazy that you guys are together. She goes, you, you're like one. And she's looking at her hands like we love jewelry, Dan and I. I have rings on all over. I love my little tattoos. And my rings are big and gaudy. They're not small and petite because my hands are huge. But it's, it's one of those things where um, she just had this her own epiphany watching me grow up since elementary school all the way, you know, literally 25 years later um, in a friendship. And she was like, this feels right even as your friend. You know, and allow yourself to feel right. Even though there's hiccups, even though we get below the line, even though it sucks sometimes, allow yourself to feel right. You know, I didn't want to go through my nightmare, and I definitely didn't want to get divorced, and I definitely didn't want to have a broken family, and I definitely didn't want all the things, but it, the, the other side of things is I don't have a broken family. I'm, I'm not miserable because I'm divorced. I'm not broken. If anything, the, the journey of understanding who I am, what I deserve, 
what I'm going to change, the cycles that will not be repeated, the spirits of of evil and negativity will will not take over my children. Like these are all things that I I, I praise God for every single day. And so I'm thankful that I was in a position where I was able to manifest at, at a young age and then reap this manifestation, watch it literally happen before my eyes. I dreamt of being in front of that castle and I don't know what castle it is, you guys. I truly don't. But I see it as one of the most romantic days in my life because I've, I've seen it in my own little way. My imagination, I mean, gosh, you know how little girls think sometimes if they're really girly and the femininity is strong. You know, I, it, was, it was powerful. It was, it was beautiful. And I'm just stoked to see what the reality of that's going to be because I'm going. And I got everything planned out. And I've been working hard to make sure that my clients are good and they're going to be in the gym and they're going to be watched over and they're going to be um, coached and, and they're not going to be forgotten. If anything, they're going to be with me. And um, this community and this support group and this environment that, that has been another blessing in my life is literally a part of this journey. And I just praise God for this. I, 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 I bow down to the fact that I never gave up. And I wanted to give up so bad, you guys. I'm only getting a little teary-eyed right now because the, the feelings of actually being able to watch a dream come true is it's heavy in the most positive way. I hope everyone gets to feel this. And if you don't have a dream, find the dream. Today, tonight, tomorrow, this next week, put a timeline on it and find the dream. Be a part of this dream. Be the main character in your story. And to be the main character in your story is you have to study you. I praise God. I say this more and more and more every single time I'm on, on, I'm on, on the mic. And it's because that's where I give, give the glory to. There's something way bigger than me. There's something way more profound than me. Um, there's something way higher and, 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 and better than us. Right. And, um, I'm just stoked. Anyways, I could go on and on. I just thank you for listening because this is a big part of um, my story. And a big part of your story is being able to see your dreams, feel your dreams, declare your dreams, own your dreams. The manifestation tip is believe it before you see it. I'll be recording somewhere in Germany and um, dropping that podcast and I and I'm crossing my fingers that I'll be able to um, record in Belgium and this will be a three-part series and I cannot wait to see what is in the future to see what unfolds out there as my feet will be soaking in that land until next time you guys my obedience determines my outcome My discipline determines my destiny. My faith determines my focus.